Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Rose Shearer here and welcome to the show. As promised, although rescheduled many times, I have a very special guest with me today, Brandon Haddenley. The reason he's special to me is that five years ago, we actually took our podcasting course together with another gentleman. And to this day, we are all still coaching and podcasting today. And that is a really neat thing to have. So let me tell you a little bit about him. I was on his own, his own website and he's got this little, little blurb on here I'm going to read to you. He grew up in the influence of a Gen 1 hippie, born in San Francisco at the tail end of the 70s, and his mother taught him about great teachers such as Buddha and Jesus, amongst many others. She also allowed for him to explore life on his own, freedom to form his own ideas on the way the world worked. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, we were also quite transient, which allowed for the opportunity to experience many different places and cultures across the lands. Brandon actually is a fully certified coach, and when I first, uh, and he, when he and I first got started, his podcast was on fatherhood for the rest of us. He was a parent coach. And I know that has changed for you as we've, as things have gone on. And I love the first page of your website. If for everyone that needs to know, go to spiritualdope.co. And this is the slogan that's across Brandon's website, which I just love spirituality for the person that couldn't give a shit about it until now i thought that was fantastic yeah, no, no, thank you thank you and it's true um you know uh i've got it set up so for, for the person that literally you, you 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 go through your entire life not giving a shit about it or paying attention to it then all of a sudden you're waylaid and you've got this spiritual thing happening you don't know what it is you don't know what's going on but you know that you need some answers and the answers that I try to provide mm -hmm. are hopefully some of your a uh, little less soft and a little more definitive because one of the things that I found in this space is there's a lot of people not willing to share a solid opinion about how they feel or kind of how they got there. Right. And that can, mm -hmm. that can leave you feeling like, well, in this, this kind of nebulous, there's no net to catch me anywhere feeling and so spiritual dope is is a space um and as the name implies there's there's more background behind it too right like uh the idea of of getting a spiritual high does exist mm -hmm. right and uh if you've been high before which i'm guessing several people have then you can relate to it i'm trying to be you know somewhat relatable to uh anyone really it's open to anyone and uh anyone can have that spiritual experience and or high mm -hmm. but again unless you didn't give a shit about it until now, like you, you don't, now you've got a place to go to. And did this transpire, did this grow after your kind of journey start after you started the other podcast? Because it I, it's, it's amazing how many people are going through this right now. Maybe it's because a lot of us needed to be prepared for what was happening in the world today. Um, I know for myself, as, as most of my listeners know, I grew up with a very st strict religious background, very different from yours. It was very open. Mine was very shut down. And now at this age in my life, at this point in my life, I'm the one going out there to saying, there's got to be more. You know, and studying 5D and looking at things like the Akashic Records and doing sure. Burkava meditations. Yeah. I stand really now on this platform of what else? What mm -hmm. else is there? What else could there be? And you seem to have gone right down that avenue as well. So tell us right. a little bit about how that's, you know, how that changed things. It changed your coaching. It changed everything for you. So I was like, like I talked about being a raised with hippie generation, you know, <laughs> 1.0, right? So I had already had exposure to all these ways of what we're talking about now, mm -hmm. right? I didn't give it any second thought and I didn't have a level of understanding to comprehend what my mom was trying to teach me at that time. It wasn't until many years later when the teacher appeared and the student was ready. 
it's pretty much the story for all of us, isn't it? I mean, right. I hear that but, so know, often so, from my old coach. You weren't ready to hear it yet. <laughs> right. And, and you can't hear it because you don't have that level of understanding. Uh, I, I was, you know, I, I do my best to stand back in, in like, uh, you know, spirituality conversations and, and Facebook. Uh, but just, uh, just today or yesterday, somebody was talking about the Bible and religion and how it was meant to keep the man down and, you know, oppress everybody. I was like, yeah, but not really. Uh, exactly. so I was like, maybe that's your current level of understanding and mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, also just because it hasn't served you doesn't mean it can't serve another. Oh, I like and, that. Right. And, 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 oh yeah, by the way, there's different levels of understanding just because you don't comprehend or see what's in there. It doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's not there. And I think the other thing I finally said too, I was like, yeah, maybe I don't, I don't believe religion was started for those reasons. And there are definitely some people who have handled religion to, you know, kind of maybe keep people down, but at the same time, they're giving people the key. Mm-hmm. right so here i'm That's... keeping you down with this book uh, oh what you're giving me all the answers at the same time so you know i posted that this morning and i felt pretty good about it oh i'll have to go take a look i missed that one this morning yeah i mean <laughs> it was just like i said it was a, it was a random conversation in some mm-hmm. random group but you get a lot of people that again there are different levels of understanding it's the whole idea of, of not uh, tossing the pearl before the swine right what the hell is it? what's what's a, right what's wine gonna do with the pearl not exactly it's gonna spit it up it's gonna ruin a great pearl so let's touch on that for a second before we kind of go into more of your journey because i think that is a really great place for people to truly stand grounded listening to this podcast right now what you're going to hear for the next half an hour or so is the fact that i've come to the same conclusion myself just because i may not believe everything in the bible or the fact that i sometimes question like, did man change some of this for their own? (laughs) You know, there's a lot of questions I have. I still believe it was a divine work of, of a higher power. I also think it was written 2000 years ago with a very different level of understanding of the world than now. Uh, People get caught in that black and white. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple different pieces of it. Uh, There's this guy named Bill Donahue, who's uh, uh, he's from New Jersey and he teaches like, you know, kind of, um, about the Bible. He'll talk about like maybe some of the phrases that are in the Bible. Uh, and I don't remember which ones uh, off the top of my head, but if we liken it to maybe they were catching some of the uh, uh, colloquialisms back in the day that said, mm-hmm. Hey, let's go shoot the bull or I'm three sheets to the wind. Right. Yes. And we, we didn't capture like the Bible didn't capture. Oh, that's just what they said that represented X, Y, Z. Right. Back, mm-hmm. back, back then. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, this was not written in English. Exactly, uh, two thousand years ago. <laughs> I actually, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a um, hundred day like spiritual journey mailing list. It's on day seventy five, and maybe I'll finish it. Maybe I won't. But uh, part of it uh, talks just, just remember like the the whisper game or like you know the telephone game where you'd all stand in line next to each other. I used that example did, last week. Right. <laughs> hey, blah, 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 blah. And the person next to you is like, blah, 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 blah. You get all the way down to it. You're like, he wants pie. <laughs> and like, I really want roast beef. Right. And, and so you, you got to figure after, you know, two, 3000 years, I don't know when the, the old Testament was written. Right. Uh, but you know, so you've got the old Testament and the new Testament, you got, you know, I don't know. It, so a lot of, a lot of stuff has changed since then. Yes. And, and uh, the, the, even the different Bibles right now, like, you know, you've got the King James version, you've got this version, you've got that version, even the English versions vary in the uh, translations that they do from like Coptic to Greek and uh, Aramaic and all these other ones. So it, the thing is that, that we're getting and Hebrew, I mean, the Jews, and, their Bibles are all in Hebrew and they're taught it in that it's a completely different language. Yeah, yeah, with no vowels, and still I don't not know how to get away with it. <laughs> what it was the Dead Sea Scrolls will still not were still not written in that language originally. They were they were right. written a large part of it in Aramaic, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, a okay. lot of Aramaic and Greek. Yeah, um, and and again, translations, right? Yes. Uh, you can pick, you can take one word, and one person's translation of that word is going to vary to this person, um, and and that change that can change a whole sentence, which can change the whole yes. trajectory of of the story. Yeah. Um, and, or, and, and, and the whole, and, and so the other piece that, uh, Donahue talks about and some other people, uh, but he's one of the people I heard, heard it from first and, and, uh, Neville Goddard's another one that uh, I'm a fan of. These are parables. 
these are stories that that are representative of of our psychology of like all these other things these aren't meant to and i think the one that i first heard was you know spare the rod and you know or spoil, spoil the child know, spoil the child you know, <laughs> i was, was raised like, with that one <laughs> but but that was meant to say like you know you know don't you know, the child was like the the smaller thoughts right then and, and versus like you know a bunch of other things or like mm-hmm. all these kind of n- 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 all these thoughts running around and like you know it just so many different things and the, and what we've taken and, and where we where we are with it right now is it's 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 almost sad right it's it sad. is I, I concur with you there. I have no problem. And I actually love the fact that there's so much spiritual awakening in the world right now. Mm. But at the same token, it does make me sad when some of it just fell off the radar completely. People weren't tuned in at all, or they were so anti-religious establishments. I, like I say, I grew up very strictly, but I don't for a second regret that upbringing. I'm glad mm-hmm. I've expanded my acceptance of what the world would look like uh, mm. and what God's plan was and looked into the fact that, you know, Maybe it's just all the same energy, guys. It just depends on who needed to understand it. But yeah. I'm still grateful for that teaching. And you were, like you said, raised by hippies. I was raised very black and white. But one thing, and I mentioned this on one of my own podcasts just recently. One thing my dad always kind of drove home at home was kind of two things. One, don't believe everything you see or, or hear or read, which was great. And I that, unfortunately for him, I applied to the Bible as well. Just, well it's just, you know, it's another book. Uh, But his big one was the fact that God's, the Bible was not a history book Mm -hmm. and a lot coming through the 80s, 70s and 80s was there's always was this kind of thing in the religious world of, well, those facts don't line up. It's like, okay, so my dad right out of the gate when we were little, it's not a history book, it's God's plan for salvation. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, that plan was very, was very black and white, except Jesus Christ, you know, everyone else was going to hell. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> but right, that's, right. you know, they took it to that spot. But at least it took me on that journey to say, this isn't what it was meant for. It was meant to enlighten us spiritually, right. to give us some answers, but get us to question. That's sort of how I look at it now. No, I'm not sacrificing my son on an altar. <laughs> and again, like that, that, that was probably never, again, that's not the intent. The parable is probably, you know, sacrifice that thought, sacrifice some time, sacrifice exactly. an idea, uh, you know, with, with the idea of our thoughts and our ideas and our creations, right? Our child being yep. our creation. Absolutely. Be willing to let go of it because holding on to all these creations, including like the our houses, our lives that we feel like we've created and we're so scared to let go of that yes. we're willing to capture ourselves into a shitty job for the rest of our lives because we've created this thing that we barely even want but we're struggling to keep it yeah because we were programmed from birth for a lot of us sounds like you definitely had a little more open of an upbringing but man i was raised with that go to school get the job you know do you do this you retire here like middle age was a foregone conclusion and now i I dropped my puppy off to get fixed this morning and the young girl that's worked there for a number of years and she's such a sweetheart she goes shelly how come you just always look so young (laughs) because i haven't bought into middle age yet lady it's It's not it's not a destination for me (laughs) geez uh she is uh i'm trying to think of the lady's name she was a thomas troward student the only thomas troward student uh, who writes a book. Uh, uh, but one of the lines in the book is that uh, aging is a habit, right? We, we age as a habit. And yes. so, you know, if you buy into that habit of aging, then have at it. Uh, yes. you know, it it's, it's all in what you look for. I right? agree. Oh, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So what have you been looking for lately? What have I been looking for? Man, what have I been looking for lately? I guess the next level, right? What's next? Does uh, it scare you? does i mean anymore it's nah, it scared me I, at the I mean, I mean, when i started my journey <laughs> so so no because the experience that i had maybe about three or four years ago mm-hmm. gave me this uh the sense of yeah this is this is it i mean we you, you talked about it earlier we're all already energy we're just manifesting currently in different shapes and sizes exactly and and you know, I always, I love the idea of like, when they weigh your dead body, it weighs exactly the same. So it's really just kind of like this, just, you know, (laughs) plugged into some type of light socket. Right. And then we're like, all right, we'll turn the energy off on that one. And and we're going to redirect it somewhere else. Exactly. 
so but i'm but but i think what i meant by like what's next is is you know just in terms of like this material evolution and Mm -hmm. uh you talked earlier about um expanding or your your acceptance of kind of what is around you right? right and so right now i am in the process of you know trying trying you know to do the let go and let god bit right surrendering um i'm, I'm sure you've read uh the surrender experiment michael no, Sand. i have not read oh, that my one. goodness what oh you i'm making a note what? okay yeah um just the whole idea of here we are you and i a couple of humans and we're like i know what i want and i'm gonna set my sight on that and with our limited intelligence with a limited knowledge thinking that we know what's best for us and trying to line up to that whereas whereas here we are in um um, i I bought into this idea that it's a benevolent universe right it's a universe that really wants the best for us and is going to put us in you know the 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 best situations possible for us to grow and flourish Mm -hmm. right otherwise what is it? Why, why spend time in creating this planet for us? Why spend time in hooking us up with these, you know, things that we can broadcast, like, you know, teaching us how we can do this anyways. We, you know, yep. we, we should be able to do this naturally, but then, you know, here's how you do it. You, you press a couple of buttons and you amplify your message to the rest of the world. Okay, great. Um, and then the odds are like one in 400 trillion that we're born at all. Right. So, mm-hmm. I got to imagine that whatever I could possibly want or imagine is best for myself is just like so severely limited to what's possible, right? Even that, (laughs) like, even that goes to the idea of like, I am trying to think in a worldly way, even though the earth to us is kind of large in, in, in when in fact I have the universe and more at my command. Why am I trying to work with like worldly things? when I could be working with divine and universal energy. Yeah. Which is basically what you're taught in the Bible about let go and let God. But mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder if what happened when I was younger in, in a lot of the full gospel churches was that you didn't have any control. And that's what I have a trouble with. It's like, we weren't ready to accept that God is in us. We are God. And mm-hmm. so when we talk about, when they talk about in the Bible, cause I taught Sunday school. So my knowledge is, is fairly good. You know, good, new, yeah, lay it on. Earth, a new heaven, a new earth. I've come to the realization like the last decade or so that that's right here. That's more about living in a 5d world where we have just let go of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily at some, you know, streets of gold thing up in the sky it's and right there's hell. Right it's right yeah. here. Yeah. We are yeah. trapping ourselves in our own hell and mm-hmm. we have the ability as well to create our own heaven. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally with you now. Granted for, like you say, for 2000 years, we had a very limited knowledge and experience. I, I talk a fair bit about the fact that, you know, was there some sort of evil or something that's just been affecting our mentality? I don't know. Were we just a, cloud, a, a cloudy, a cloudy millennium, right? You know, we'd like the sun to shine now. Sure. Well, I think, um, you know, I, 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 w- I believe that what you and I are experiencing right now is what's termed, you know, transitioning generational knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that this is just our path uh, in humanity, right? As, you know, we, you know, seeded, sprouted, um, potentially blossom. I would have to say I'm a late bloomer, so I'm blossoming now, whatever. But this is maybe when we were ready for it. This is when we were called. Uh, Well, look, I mean, if you you look in nature, like every seed or plant like evolves at a different rate. Exactly. So, you know, we as people plants evolve at a different rate. And uh, we, you know, kind of germinate in, under different conditions. Um, but what I, I, I'd like to say that right now, we're just experiencing this, you know, it's, it's time for us to share this generational knowledge. And it doesn't, doesn't show itself to you until you're able to accept it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to show itself. I would have to say it's not going to show itself to someone who's unwilling to share it. Ah, that is interesting. Maureen St. Germain, who I follow and read her books and stuff, she talks about something like that as well, that, you know, it's, it's available now because you've asked and opened your eyes and any part of her meditation, I know, right? Any part of her meditation, anything going into the Akashic Records is you have to ask. 
So I will tell you right now just What's how that? true that is. So um, I was feeding into this space and I was searching and I was listening to a bunch of Alan Watts stuff at the time, but I, I wrote him. down, uh, he's so great. Yeah. Uh, like I'm so pissed that he's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, um, we needed more, right? Right, oh, yeah. right. Wait, we need more of him. Edward and Bryant's a, a good substitution. I don't know okay. if you've ever heard him. Nope. So he's uh, um, he's good. Um, and he's still alive. Okay. And he's right down the street. Uh, I, I wrote down like something about the universe. It's like, show the universe to me or something before I went to sleep. And it was like, like within weeks of doing that that like i experienced my awakening like and it uh, was okay. unbelievable just kind of how how that happened so i only i only share that to prove you know that's true what you're saying is true fair enough right yes no fair enough and i know when i asked you earlier if it made you scared it's something that i've been battling with this past few months going to that next level and there's a part of me that is scared to let go and whatever it is I'm hanging on to, there's been a few things, but I, I'm thinking, isn't ignorance just bliss? <laughs> no, it's not. But sometimes when you know well, that there's wrong with a, that for sure. Yeah. I'm wrong with it. Right. Like the, the next less I know, the better thing, I am. It's like, it's a whole new life. If I take these next steps. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah. it a bad thing. It just, and it's probably going to be a really great thing. It's but just different. We get, we get our minds get into that pattern of familiarity. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, can I just stay on my gerbil wheel? Because I know this. I, right. I know. I know this path. That, so but there's no growth in that. That's the disruption of 2020, which has been great, right? Because here, here we've been living under the false pretenses that we have stability. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, so yes. if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, everybody has felt like they were stable, but that was always kind of maya the illusion right the illusion of you know this is like artificial stability mm -hmm. which allows you then to like you know kind of go out and do all these things and then uh, kind of allow you to flourish but then to have all that kind of bedrock shaken out from underneath of you and everybody yep. just freaking yes. out has caused them to do a lot of this this searching which I think is more what's happening. Like, I think that's a really great description, Brendan, that that is actually what's happening in the world today. It's really not about the COVID and the, it is about the shakeup that this, what happened and people's not feeling secure because I'm not going to lie, especially being my age. It's like, okay, so if we got the house, I'm settled, you know, there's a little money in the bank. We're good. Sure. But you could lose all that tomorrow. You could lose it yeah. in an earthquake, a fire. You could die. You could get hit you, by a car. You could, the government says, you know what? That money's not worth anything anymore. Exactly. Right. And, and right? That you're, you're, you know, your whole economy could just be like, you know, we're going to do this now. Sorry. Good. Yeah. You know, good effort. Right. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're not now. Out. But I mean, if you, and I'm not, I am in no way, shape or form uh, a conspiracy guy, right? Like our friend, Adam. <laughs> but I just, I just don't have the energy to care about like whether or not like this is a fucking vacuum or whatever or this yeah. that. I'm like, whether it's flat Earth, whether we're all being I become as yeah, long as I, I don't fall you. off the Earth, we're cool. <laughs> That's right? exactly right. Yes. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna roll with that for my day. And whether or not it's in any of it's a reality, uh, I just don't care. Like it's I not don't. affecting your day-to-day -day awakening or your life. And I kind of, that's where the conclusion I've got to too. My husband was joking with me the other day going, don't you ever men mention flat earth in public? And I'm like, oh, honey, but, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> here, here's the thing though. If you don't think that you're not part of a very large psychologist, like a psych psychology, you know, uh, experiment yep. right now, yes. because the government's like, how can we make these people more productive? Right. How can we, how can we squeeze more out of, these people or this incident or yeah. whatever, then, then I, you got to question that too. Right. Like, I agree. Right. I don't um, like when people, cause I do it even myself saying, Oh my gosh, everyone needs to wake up. They're all asleep. They're all being sheep, but really that isn't what it's about. How you phrased it was better. It's just a matter of, you have to question it. It's got to be raising a question. Well, of, it's all, it's, all, it's hmm. also the process. Like it's also the process. Like if you don't throw a seed out in the backyard, and Jack's magic fucking beanstalk shows up. Each each human is the same way. Each person has to go through their lives. And there's going to be somebody that, you know, somebody does like Jack and the, you know, beanstalk. And again, yeah. earlier to the, we are all different seedlings and then we, we do our thing at our designated time. That's a very good way of putting it at our designated time. Right. So and, and people get not, really caught up on that. And, feeling and you can't force it. You cannot force it. Um, there's another book, uh, and you know, um, the 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 um, 
dharma, psychological, neurological, neuro dharma, neuro dharma. Uh, I'm looking on my bookshelf, but it's not there because it's an audio I got, but, um, you know, is a psychologist who's a Buddhist, but like, you know, we can prepare these conditions for ourselves. We can create this space for ourselves and we can, we can do all of the things, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we're suddenly going to be enlightened, right? You can meditate for 2000 hours this year. That doesn't mean shit, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's all going to work out for you and you're going to levitate and you're going to connect to the divine. Right. Yeah. But what it, do, it does mean though, is that like, all right, you're, you're, you're creating conditions for yourself that when that moment does occur, you're not going to be thrown off the way I was. Right. You're not going to be mm-hmm. thrown off the way a lot of these other people are. You're expecting it, but you're not attached to that expectation. Absolutely. And that's practice. I talk about that a lot about, as you know, I, I teach high functioning habits and, to me, that as well is just a habit. That practice is a habit. And then eventually you start questioning it. It just becomes part of your makeup. And then you start questioning perhaps the next thing. You know, I've always said that we are physical, uh, spiritual beings having a physical experience. I've truly embraced that. What other things have I or have I not embraced? I don't know. There's a lot of people that believe that we make choices before we come down here, that we choose the people around us. Now, you and I have gotten, have, sounds like we have very different uh, backgrounds and upbringings, um, but I came through my life and got to where I am now through a lot of trauma. But now I look back on that trauma and realize I wouldn't have learned the lessons without it. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't be the person I am without the parents I had. I can complain a bitch about it, but... sure. Did I make the decision beforehand? Did I, I don't know. I stay so very open to it all. <laughs> there's another book that I just recently listened to. I think it was called uh, One Mind where mm-hmm. uh, there were twins that were separated at birth that um, that didn't meet back up until like their thirties. Okay. And, and they had the same names. They had these same experiences and they, they, you know, they broke their ankles at the age of 15. They didn't make the team. They both had the same, like, you know, ticks. They both, you know, a, a lot wow. of these uncanny things. So it really gives the idea of were you programmed, mm-hmm. right? Because that yeah. their program was this, this, this is your, this is, a, these are your, these are your lines. These are your stage lines. This is, these are your cues. This is uh this is what you're going to experience, and to I mean, it, it's interesting to think about, did you create your own program and say, all right, well, I programmed myself, set myself mm-hmm. down and this is what I want to experience. Let's see how it shapes out. Right. I mean, it's not off, it's not off the table. I always, I always come back with, with, we don't know how we're here. Exactly. At all. Like there's nobody, yep. nobody knows. So no. even a lot of the spiritual teachers I follow now, they've got some great attitudes and and teachings but no one really has a definitive answer no no i mean they, they 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 don't know they and and so for us to try to say anything definitively about anything is foolish right oh, i i agree i completely agree i think it drove my dad crazy to look when i was younger because two things that right out of the gate if you're looking at the bible like a history book to go back to the bible what happened before genesis 1 1 and where'd the dinosaurs come from? Because they're way older than the Bible. And what did Adam and Eve were doing? And when they got thrown out of the Garden of Eden, where'd those people come from? <laughs> this is me as a teenager questioning everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You must those, have been fun. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure I drive. My dad just said, you just got verbal diarrhea. Do you have to keep questioning everything? Yes, yes, I do. So clearly well, that's, that's what I came down here to do. <laughs> but that's, it's interesting, right? That uh, I, I'm not a big questioner. Mm, okay. Which I'm a, I'm a real big kind of acceptor. Okay, so you stay open to say, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'll yeah, accept it if it comes along. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because I can see it. I don't know. I can see it logically. Like, you know, if okay. you tell me something, I'm like, it does like a little ricochet. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I can work with that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, if that's how you see it, then then great. But I've never, and, and I think it's almost to a detriment, to a fault. Like, because, uh, you know, you, you always, uh, people, I think that, if you don't ask questions, people don't think you're interested in them. Like that's oh, not it at all. Enough. I'm totally interested, but like you're, I'm also, you know, I don't want to push you for any more than you're willing to give. Right? Ah, so, fair enough. 
Right, I heard right. actually in a in a, a coaching call the other day, I was just listening to a, a, a story, a workshop, sorry, not a coaching call. And this teacher said, never talk about your views on spirituality till you've been asked twice. Mm. And I thought, Ooh. that's a good one. Isn't that good? I liked that yeah. one because yeah. yes, um, the first time you could be just getting someone that's just not sure there could be confrontation. They're looking oh, for yeah, an, yeah. there's a million, a myriad of things that she went into. She says, right. so when they ask you the second time, yeah. Yeah. No. So don't I be mean, always asking. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm in the, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely epitomize that for sure. Whereas I've of course spent my whole life questioning absolutely yeah, everything. It's interesting. I mean, there's definitely, there's a lot, there's a lot more behind and, and uh, there's another, you know, another good book, uh, a more beautiful question, right? Like, mm -hmm. I've heard of that one. Yep. And, and just kind of ask those questions and feel into it because I don't know, there's more, more sometimes behind it that wants to be explored or needs to be explored. Mm -hmm. How much do you credit your growth and how things change for you with reading? Because I read on your biography, when you went into that mode, like it was sometimes 10 books a month, like you were just devouring it probably knowledge. Probably might've even been more. Um, yeah. So I, I, I tell Meg, my wife, this all the time. It's like, when I fell into this space and it's really kind of what it was. If you, if you look at it, it's like, ah, right here I am. Uh, and, and the whole idea of, of, you know, being reborn or awakening, it's like, I needed to find a language to be able to communicate what it was that I experienced. Cause I didn't know what it was. I like that. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. Right. And so I was looking for what was already inside of me, I was looking for, and I still am looking for the lines, the things that make sense to me, the the other teachers that have come before me, who's like, you know, that's, you know, that, you know, that they pluck my strings, they resonate, right? Mm -hmm. Be like, you know, that that's, that's right. That's, that's the line I was looking for. Oh, there's the thing I was looking for. Um, and I don't think that you need to go through a bunch of books to do that. Okay. Which is, you know, you, you know, Bob Proctor fan. I'm sure you're familiar with Bob. Apps, I've heard right? him speak yeah. live. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Think and grow rich every day. Right. It's not, it's not the book that changes. It's you that changes. So yes. it's already happening within me. I don't need to go through all these other books. I could do it through the same book over and over and over again. Okay. Uh, but it, it, those different lines and thoughts. So I was looking for the language to share what had happened to me. Ah, okay. So you just needed to find a way to express yourself. That's right. That other people would understand. Well, again, our people, and you can tell the right people to understand. Maybe right, right, yeah. Well, you can tell the people that have gone through it before you, right? You can these the, the, when they when they share their experience of what's happened to them. You're like, that's right. That's exactly what happened to me. You can take that chunk, just yeah. like com uh, computer programming, right? You can take you know and and. There's lines and lines and lines, right? And those lines become an object and that mm -hmm. object becomes another piece of the code in the program, right? Like, I'm going to take that object right there. That is part of my program. And now so I- You don't need, that. you don't feel the need to recreate the wheel on all of this. Uh, it's already all been said. 100%, That's how I feel too. Right. It's already yeah. all been said. And all I'm doing is putting it into my arrangement. I guess it's my symphony of me or, you know, uh, and that's it. And so yeah. I'm just taking all those pieces. I mean, look, right. A pianist and- and uh, a symphony, quite literally, like, you yeah. know, they, they all play the same notes. It's like, how do you want to arrange those pieces mm -hmm. in your life to tell your story? As uh, talking about a mutual friend, Adam, earlier, something he tries to drive home with me because he's actually uh, coaches with me as well. And uh, he's always like, Shelly, the message, it's, you're not the first person. Mm, it's just right. you appeal to a certain audience. But the, it's all been it's all been said. It's all been discovered. It's just there's just people that are waking up to it. There's different people that need it to come across in a certain way. But like you say, it's, it's just still all out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I liken it to wine and grapes, mm -hmm. right? I mean, so we all, we're all kind of like this, this specific vintage and of grape. And yeah. this is the way the story is going to be told, right? You and I are getting corked at this age, not at 22. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, so we're, 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 we're experiencing our, our dry seasons, our wet seasons, yeah. our different uh, territories that we go through. And you're going to be able to get that story uh, through us, right? Uh, just mm -hmm. by the sampling. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I think everyone appeals to different types of people, like someone that, uh, you know, just loves Jay Shetty, for instance, um, may not really find that Simon Sinek is just too, you know, logical or whatever. And, or they like someone very emotional and they follow, I watch, you know, things on uh, that I, people I follow on Instagram and such. And there's some great content out there. And in some of them, these coaches, you know, ladies, you know, today I'm just going to dance for you. And I'm just thinking, cute, go girl. Right. Uh, because that resonates with a certain audience. Sure. And so what I'm finding is there is a very common thread to what I'm attracting in my life and the information that is helping me grow. But my goodness, the messengers do not look alike even remotely. Mm-mm. And, and uh, you know, Florence Scovelshin has the line, you know, every, every man is a lesson. So every person has a lesson. Each person that you yeah. interact with has a lesson for you and move on, right? It doesn't yeah. have to. Even, even the idea of gurus, um, just finishing up um, autobiography of a guru mm-hmm. and multiple, many gurus, right? So it's the idea that you stick with even just like this kind of one person or this one thought or this one way of being for your entire life, it doesn't, it doesn't quite, quite jive, right? Yeah, um, not for me either. Yeah. Eventually it just doesn't sit in your spirit properly it just, it just right. doesn't I mean, fit yeah right right it doesn't fit right yeah no so, it just doesn't fit after after a while that's right um and then you just kind of move on but uh i think and one of the things i wanted to throw out there too is mm-hmm. like this idea of you know the divine mindset right i was talking to you about it before yeah. as we kind of got started right so all this can kind of be couched into uh a, a certain framework, right? And I'll okay. just throw it out there as like, you know, the first piece is like making the decision, just like any mindset that you choose and pick up. It's a decision. Absolutely. Right? It's a choice. Um, it's a choice. Just a choice like, in, uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, decisiveness the, is number two when I'm teaching habits. You have to choose and then being decisive about that choice. Right. Pr- it's, it's a habit as far as I'm concerned. And you practice being decisive. Right. And so what you're going to practice then is the idea of even, even Albert Einstein, Mm-hmm. right? Either everything's a miracle or nothing's a miracle, right? What right. is your mindset? So you make the decision at some point, either you're divine or you're not and everything else is, or is not right. And so okay. you, you move on from there. And then, so the next piece of that, and like, so I said, it's a D I V I N E framework, right? The second piece on that. So, uh, yeah. So, so the D is the decision you make okay. that decision. The second, the I is going to be your uh, initiate right you got to go now you need to you've made the decision now you've got to initiate some of those decisions put them into practice right mm-hmm. see how they work out for you how are they unfolding for you and 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 walk that path that you said you're going to walk right v is vision right how i think vision is probably one of the most under misunderstood what do you mean by pieces? that so a vision is is something beyond you that you see clearly that encompasses many beyond just yourself. And there's a resonance that you feel with it. There's a feeling, okay. there's an emotion. There's like, when you feel and, and see into that vision, you're following your bliss. You're feeling your bliss. I like that. I like that. And without that, my people shall perish, right? Without yeah. having that something to wake up and strive for and you're not seeing it for yourself. You're seeing it for your people. You're seeing it mm-hmm. for all of us, for the betterment of humankind or aliens, whoever's on this planet, yeah. Adam. Um, you know, so, so vision, I think is, is, is just an, it's an imperative. You've got to have that feeling kind of washing over you to wake up and, and see and pull forth into your life. Right. So DIV, mm-hmm. um, the second I integration and, and to me, this has been the biggest challenge for me. Right. So coming into this space, having the vision, having this, this uh, feeling of, of connectedness and being divine is like, okay, but I've been doing it this way this whole time. Mm. And I can tell you this because it, it, what's funny is I started fatherhood for the rest of us, the first podcast for all the wrong reasons, but it turned into all the right things. Oh, right? excellent. Okay. So, so, so the idea was like, I'm doing this to make money and I'm doing it for this reason. And that reason, I don't know, you know, uh, I, I wasn't doing it for, to truly serve. I was doing it for like marketing to make money, to be a coach and like, you know, Oh, I got caught up in that last year. Doing. I totally can understand. Yeah. Right. And so, um, then breaking away from, from what you're supposed to do to the actual, um, 
doing the thing and integrating it. Mm -hmm. And what that's meant to me is like, you see a bunch of people doing the thing. You're right. You're like, oh, I want to do that. But you don't understand the intent behind that. And that's part ah. of the integration, right? So okay. what's the you see the how they're doing it, but what's the intent? What's yeah. their purpose? What's their drive? And I think that's very important. You intent, I believe, mimic. is huge. You can't, yeah, you can't just mimic what that person is doing because yeah. you're not going to be able to do it just based on what you see them doing. Mm -hmm. you you're not them. You, you don't know where their mind's at. You don't know what their exactly. intent is. And so that's the integration piece is like, you, you've got like this, you've got like this divinity and you've got, how would, how do you do it? Like, how do you pull this all together and, and, and bobble it together, you know, cool. body, mind, and spirit. All yep. at one okay. point, right. Um, because I don't, we're not meant to be separate, right. You no, don't have to be like, Hey, no, right? not at all. Move my body over there. I'm just going to operate yeah. over here for a little while. You guys are right with that. No, it's all supposed to be kind of yeah. done together. And, and in, in, in that piece. And um, so behind that is the word numinous. Right? So, so the word numinous is that feeling of connecting to the divine. Oh, right? okay. So, so if you're familiar with flow and the flow mm -hmm. state and kind of being in there, okay. like in a sport or drawing or anything mm -hmm. like that, that's the closest I can kind of come to if you've never had like a spiritual experience an awakening or, you know, a, a divine okay. connection, that's what the word numinous implies. Right. So okay. that's like, what are you feeling? I'm feeling luminous. And it's just like, stop talking to me right now. <laughs> so it's, it's, and, and so to, the reason I share that word and, and, and that feeling is so that, you know, kind of where you are in, in, in that state of being and, and along the path, uh, okay. right. And if you're feeling kind of like these twinges of flow state, or if you're feeling the flow states longer, but it's not during this time of, you know, intentional flow state, you're like, mm -hmm. what's happening? I'm, I'm having a numinous experience. Like I'm, you know, being hmm. touched by grace and the divine right now. Right. And I'm not doing it on purpose, but what if I could, right? What if ah. I could always, you know, it, it, it's always available to us at all yes. times, right? So how do I do it more often on purpose with less effort? Exactly. Because like, I think how, some people get really... They're, they're almost scared to start this journey thinking, I can't spend two hours a day meditating or reading a book every yeah, two days. They get these preconceived limiting beliefs all built up in their mind, brought on by something in their past or the childhood, who knows? Right. Uh, and it stops them cold. It's like, no, with grace and ease. Yeah. With grace and ease. And you've got you've gotta, you, you gotta find that space for yourself though. And, and it's gotta, it's gotta happen for you, for you to witness it. Mm -hmm. Right. So one, you know, you've got to be able to do that. Let go, let God, you've got to do that. Uh, I want it so bad, but I don't want to uh, put that energy out there in front of it. Right. Uh, yeah. I liken that to being desperate, like at a, you're dating, right. Like mm -hmm. if you're desperate like that, you could feel that. Right. And you're also, yeah. you're also putting all this energy into this space in front of the things that are trying to come to you. Right. It's like, it's almost like you're putting up a shield to say, I can do this all on my own, but it'd be much easier if you just let it be done. Right. Take the shield right? down and let the divine lead. Whereas well, you're, because, uh, you're, I find you're, it's just like, you're, you're, you're getting rid of it all, all the time. You're like, nope, no, no, I'm good. Right. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you don't No. <laughs> and if you did, it was with like a lot of, a lot of effort. Right. Yeah. And so the, the final piece of it is uh, we go from numinous to just expression. Self-expression mm -hmm. means like, you know, what is inside of you coming out, right? Your okay. spirit showing up uh you're creating the space around you and that's expression and so that's just kind of the divine framework right so if you can take it and go through it in that way and just let it flesh out on its own those are some of the pieces that at least as, as i've experienced it and this is like a course on your website isn't it that people can yeah, go yeah. hear I mean, me okay it, it's, it's an audio that you can kind of go listen to cool. um and you know i throw in some i throw in some pieces in the end i think i put in some questions in the end of end of it where you just say, well, you know, what, you know, what were some thoughts that you had while you listened to this capture it? Because I think you and I both know that when we read all of these things, sometimes they're great ideas and we don't take any action. And then we don't capture the moments that strike us. Right. Okay. And then, and then we're challenged to come back to being like, Oh, this is how I felt. I don't remember, but I felt something and it was so great, but I don't remember what it was. And that's actually only how I'd They've done so much studying about that now that you don't remember, but you remember but, how you felt. Emotions seem to be like almost but like if, stone. But if, you, if you write it down for just a moment, right? If you just gotcha. stop for okay. a second, write it down, 
even and even in just writing it down that's your anchor right you capture that moment that you wrote it down you're not gonna remember anything until you pick it up and you're like especially physical like especially physical uh books if you pick it up and you, and you turn to like you know that word you're like oh yeah and you can remember yes. like that whole incident and it's an anchor for you fair enough no i like that and expression i i'm going to make an assumption that you mean that this isn't some necessarily for people that do what you and i do this is for everyone and they're just mm. everyday walk of life yeah 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 i mean i that that's it i mean you whatever it is you're expressing is being expressed internally first mm -hmm. right and your spirit is uh at the core of you so I, I you know i think you would agree with me to say that it's the larger part of who we are yes for me and, for me yes absolutely right and 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 there's plenty of studies that show like you know your energy leaving you and going to places right and so the energy and the internal expression that you send out you know regardless of uh words or verbiage or just pure energy mm -hmm. you're expressing something absolutely right? what's that expression gonna be and a lot of us have it again vice versa we see all these people doing these things and we feel like that's how we we we're supposed to mimic that what we see on the outside but what we're really trying to do is figure out how to share what it is that's happening within us right i think that's why i'm such a uh, sci-fi fanatic because i <laughs> I always joke because all the things I learned everything from Star Trek, by the way, but this is very much similar to just the analogy of Yoda and Luke Skywalker. There is no try. Oh yeah. And you know, you either you do or do not. Right. right. And right. you have made a decision to do. And that doesn't mean that's the end that you've got right. it all. It just means you've decided to keep open and walking forward. I barely even stepped my foot in the door. Fair enough. Right. Like I, I don't I don't know. I think the doorknob's really hot and I let go. My foot's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and I, 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 I shared in the beginning too, of not of this podcast of the journey and, you know, the various forms of podcasts that I've done is that mm -hmm. it literally was and is like stepping through past a, a veil. It literally is um, like stepping into a whole nother dimension or stepping into yourself. Now, here's a great analogy that just occurred to me like the last two weeks. In the Bible, it talks about in the Jewish temple that only the high priest was able to go behind the veil. Those are the exact words of the scripture. Mm -hmm. And doing some of this new work, Kashic Records work, 5D work, I've been waking up going, is that what the Bible's referring to? Because they mm -hmm. just knew at that time that mankind, everyone just wasn't there yet. They just weren't ready. And so there were specific spiritual leaders that were trained that had ascended, that just saw more, whatever. I don't know really how to shall, even describe it we, better. And then here we are in this day and age, it's like, that's if what you step into this space thing. without training, you freak out. I mean, look yes. at that's that's what happens. That's what the psych uh, psychological breakdowns are. The midlife crises are are that thing. Um, there's a self realization video. Um, I forget, I forget the, the guy's name and it was so great. He goes, that's what that is. That's, that's a, a, reminding you that you are divine, right? That's, ah, okay. but if you don't, if you don't have that kind of background, if you don't come from that space, you're going to freak out, man. You I like really that. Are. Okay. Yeah. You're not grounded, so you're not, ready for if that. If you're not trained for it. Okay. And it just shows up. You don't know what it is. So I was lucky enough oh. to grow up with that kind of understand like that right that knowledge was was there mm -hmm. i didn't do anything with it until like the moment showed up and i was like what i hear you no i do I was like i was like i've already you know, and, and the same thing but the same thing is true with the bible the same thing is true with religion right mm -hmm. it gives you a place uh it gives you a place to learn this stuff to kind of almost expect it and you're like this is awfully familiar. Where have I seen this before? Yes. And, and, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to tell my dad that one. Uh, so it's, it, and, and that happened to me too. It was really interesting because as I was going through this experience, I was, I was able to reach out to uh, a Buddhist reverend who helped talk me all, you know, it, you know, helped me to step into this space. And at the same time, I was able to talk to just a, a, a feverishly devout Christian. He's like, oh yeah, that's testimony. I was like, there's a word for what's happening here. Ah, right? yes. There's something that's happening, right? And and so, be, 
because of our rejection, oftentimes of religion. Oh, don't, don't talk religious with those. You shouldn't talk religion. You're setting yourself up for some really awkward situations then. Right. So, I mean, you should have some fundamental knowledge of spiritual life, you know, whatever that looks like. I agree. You saying you saying that you're spiritual is like saying that I've got like a, a degree in chemistry and okay. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm spiritual. That's cool. Are you, I've got a degree in chemistry. Let's just go. <laughs> cool. Neat. Nope. Fair, fair enough. Right. Where I'm glad I got to let go and where I'm so grateful that my awakening happened was that I'm grateful for my religious background. Uh, for the reason that one, I understand prayer. So meditation is easy for me because it was a practice in our daily lives in our home. And I don't have a problem with miracles, (laughs) what people would team. So, so I'm very open to the unknown. What's that? How do you pray? Like, what are your prayers like? Like a conversation. And I almost always start with dear heavenly father, because that's how I was raised. So it's always like I'm talking to someone, but I was also... So are you, are you, and I'm just asking questions. No, bring it on. Um, So is it like, are you thanking him for things, requesting things, sending prayers out, or also, uh, you know, the whole idea of uh, asking it is given and believe and you shall receive. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I definitely believe, I remember in the eighties, there was this huge religious movement called name it and claim it. That's how it was called in in the Pentecostal and full gospel churches. Okay. It's the law of attraction, people. That's all it's it was. It was just branded. believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, and my sister, for she works in this, um, she volunteers in this uh, secondhand store, like a thrift store for raising money, a charity. That woman, what she can come home with, I said, Angela, you've just got this attraction thing down to a patch. She goes, Shelly, it's like I think of it one week and it comes in the next week. Right. over and over again. And I have to laugh because that, like I said, it's just like, you're, as you're like that 80s name it and claim it. And I think so, that energetic expectation is a practice and a belief structure. So I don't my, care how I, you I'd frame be, it. I'd be curious. Like if you, if you point it out to her, it doesn't stop happening. Right. Because if you're just doing it like unintentionally and just allowing yeah, for it to happen, and then all of a sudden you say, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I'm doing what? Well, let me do this on purpose. And now you're, again, you're doing it with like kind of this desperation energy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a very good point. Cause I don't think she was consciously had put yeah. a label on it yet, but for me, it was just like, wow, this woman could teach a course right now on, on law of attraction. And you have no idea how you are manifesting that seems and such I, a silly thing, but I mean, we're talking anything from children's stuff. It could be anything like, it wasn't like it was, well, our store gets a lot of that. No, she asked for some really bizarre things as her grandbabies were getting older and they just would just show up two days later. It's like, wow, okay, That's I got awesome. nothing. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> I love it, right? Uh, I, 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 it, it makes me think though too of the people that we sometimes see that are successful that we don't think are super bright, right? Right. The thing is, is that they, they don't have to be bright. All they have to do is believe in it. My dad had a grade nine education and he built a business and gave our family a wonderful life with a grade nine education because he believed. Now, he, of course, gave all the glory to God. That was sort of his sort of thing. And That's he okay also too, right? didn't succeed past his goal. He wanted to be mm. a millionaire. And mm. once he made a million dollars, he stopped. Yeah. Only thing, the estate went up in value because houses prices went up. But he did nothing beyond that because his belief structure ended at a million dollars. It's interesting. Yeah, no, but right? I love that, right? Like put but, that limitation on himself right out of the gate. But that's, it, it's interesting how that showed up. So I think that that's great to be able to see that right yes. inside of your own life. So the, that I was grateful for, but then it's still to me now, is just opening it all up saying that just happened to be the path that my Anglo-Saxon Canadian upbringing religion followed. But what if I'd been born in another country? And their religious, their religion was different and their spiritual leaders were different. You would have had like a lot of the same experiences, just like exactly. the, the twins I was telling you. That's just like exactly. the twins. It's like you have, you have a specific set of instructions. Yeah. And I've completely embraced that in my life now awesome. and, and yeah. accepted it for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I, I also think too, you, you participate in that set of instructions, right? Yes. The idea is, is, uh, whichever one of ourselves that we want to attract ourselves to that exists in a future beyond where we are, mm-hmm. that's the me I want to be. Right. And focus on it. And, you know, just like any radio and frequencies, I and mean, we are right. Energetic and frequency yeah, beings tuned in where you got to tune the dial. Right. No, um, I agree. 
No, I fully agree. What is one thing you could leave our listeners with that you think you'd like to share with them? What's one, I don't know, salient point or, or philosophy or something you've learned you wanted to share, something that stops you from living in regret? Um, what do you think? There's a couple of, couple of them. Um, I had lunch today with a friend and she was talking about you know, wanting to do certain things in her life. And I was like, well, what's stopping you from doing them right now? Right. She said, you know what, you're right. I, I could actually be doing those things right now. So a lot of times I think you could be doing whatever it is that you want to be doing with your life. Mm-hmm. I want you to make the decision to start doing it. Yes. So if there's something that you want to be doing, then start doing it. Yeah. Make a decision. Was, uh, yeah. Make a decision. And, you know, here's the other part I'll, I'll throw out there for you though, too. Mm-hmm. If it's not ringing your bells anymore and you don't like it, don't be afraid to stop it. Oh, I like that one. Because there's so many people that get hung up and like, well, I said I was going to do this and I told everybody I was committed and I've got an accountability partner and X, Y, Z, but I'm miserable and I don't like what I chose to do. It's your life. Stop. Stop doing the thing that doesn't bring you joy. Right. And that um, changes in our lives. My life has been very, is very different from when I was raising my son to now having a granddaughter, having an accounting mm-hmm. company, doing what I do now. Right. They're not the same yeah. at all. But yeah. this is funny that you should say that. And I really want people to hear it. Please, please hear what Brandon's saying to you, because this is very relative in my life with my father. He had one, a single track. Mm-hmm. I am flaky to him because I changed my mind. It's like, well, yeah. I, I've learned some new information that's now not fitting for me or I had this belief structure, but you know what? I just had this moment and it's like, hmm, I'm not going to start questioning that so now. That, that, so that can't, so that can be a challenge, right? That can be a challenge. And in the book, science of getting rich, uh, the idea is to, you know, read. And I read it like every day daily without like any reading anything else. Right. Okay. Because once you, you let some other ideas into your mind, they're going to, they're going to sprout. They're going to start to do something. Okay. So you immerse so yourself in that one. Immerse yourself in the one book until you start seeing it like in action, right? Until it's really become a part of who you are, right? Uh, okay. Until that be, is, is like, uh, it's the whole idea of what goes into you is what comes out of you. Yes. You know, and so it's so at a certain point, there's nothing left to come out other than what's inside of you. Just like the Wayne Dyer parables and like yeah. all those other ones orange juice it's the idea of like finish it up right like keep reading it and and uh it's it's you only need to follow one path to get to where you want to go to if you jump off of that path i mean you're gonna get sidetracked and you're Mm -hmm. it's it's not about being flaky but it's like to say is like how bad do you really want it right like you know what do you really want and a lot of times i'm I'm still in the boat of i don't know exactly what i want so if you don't know what you want how can you go get it i don't know what i want to be when i grow up 100 right so (laughs) but to your dad's point your dad had a single line of yeah he was yeah very much one lane and he stayed there and he got there yep he did and so i think that's great you know it shows you that it can be done if, if that's if, if you make one choice and stick with it, mm-hmm. you will get there. Absolutely. And he did yeah. quite brilliantly. But yeah. then there was nothing, but it was like I used to joke, I had friends that used to joke with me saying, Shelly, you always make the comment that when your son is raised, so it's like what, your life begins at 40? And I didn't realize I was hamstringing myself with mm-hmm. that silent belief. It's part of the part it was part of your a, journey, but it's exa- part of your journey, right? Exactly. Like of- it's not a destination. My life did not start at 40. My life started the day I took my first breath. And sure. I, th- I think that's when we get back to that. You know, I'm not I'm not old. I'm not going to buy into middle age. I'm not going to buy into retirement. It's a mindset. And we mm-hmm. get ourselves on these expectation plateaus. Right. Why? Just be on the path. Yeah, why? And most paths aren't fully straight. And if you make a mistake, you learn a lesson back on the path and away you go. I I just, I really appreciate you talking to our audience today about the fact that, yes, we need more grace and ease. Mm, 100%. There's just not enough of that in life. I think, I think, you know, I think the audience should look the word up, right? Don't just, don't just be like, oh, I know what that means. Right. Go, go look and, and see what Wikipedia and, and Webster's go actually see, says. Go, go, go see what grace means and then try to experience some ease. Yes. What is, you know, feel your way into an easy moment. 
or, uh, you know, just something that is easy, but it's something that you love to do and it felt great to do it. And you would do more of it if you could, that's ease. Like you're living yeah. with ease in that, in that sense. And you feel good about it all and you're doing it with grace. And it's just like, there's such a, you know, that'll, that'll make you feel numinous. I agree. Everyone needs to look that up. It's spelled N-U-M-I-N-O-U-S. And it is on his website, Spiritual Dope. Uh, but I just love that word. But that is definitely what COVID brought into my life was to let it all go and just do what I want to do, which is what I'm doing right this specific minute with you, <laughs> um, yeah. which has been an amazing feeling. And it's really taken almost a solid year. I think Adam calls me one of his most stubborn clients ever because it is when you've been high functioning or where you a type personalities or you're raised a certain way again you're just back to those belief structures and yeah. you're trying so desperately to cling to familiarity mm-hmm. and I, I definitely struggle with that so for our listeners here today thank you for joining us so much um thanks for having me it's been absolutely blast, brendan thank you fun. so much it's just just an absolute joy yeah and everyone absolutely. we'll catch you on the flip side We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.